This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to The Waiting Room on Podcast225.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of The Waiting Room. This is Katie Fetzer along with Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue. And today we're going to be talking about natural disasters and mental health. Um, We are talking about this topic not only because of the relevance of, especially with what's going on in today's world. So as we are recording this, Hurricane Maria is brewing um, out there and headed either towards the Gulf or Atlantic. I don't think that we know. It looks like it's projected to go into the Atlantic. Um, but we're going to be really talking and focusing on mental health and how that impacts us, you know, overall as a whole, as a um, community, but also looking at individually what natural disasters can do to us and how um, it can really impact us. And, and for those of you that are just tuning in, just to give a brief disclaimer about the waiting room, the contents of our show, we do not want to be mistaken for psychotherapy or counseling. It's not intended to replace or serve as a substitute for mental health services. So if you find yourself interested in men- finding mental health help, please um, call your local hospital. You can call your physician, look at the back of your insurance card, or you can call us at 225 448 3359. You can also check us out at podcast225.com. You can visit our website at surprisinglywell.com. And you can find this exact podcast on iTunes if you're not already listening to it now and found it. Um, But please feel free to leave a rating or a review. Um, We will be back shortly with um, natural disasters and mental health, a discussion about that. And we promise not to make it about climate change. (laughs) So tune back in. And now, today's Manners Minute. Let's turn to physics for a lesson in respect today. Newton's third law of physics states, for every action there is an opposite and equal reaction. No wonder when disrespect is met with disrespect, there is an eruption, sometimes of epic proportion. Two explosive sides pushing against each other with equal force guarantees an unwelcome encounter that too often leads to trouble. But what could happen if disrespect is met with the same force of respect? Now, rather than an explosion, the negative motion stops and the situation is diffused. Tempers are calmed and dialogue can begin. Think about that the next time someone in your workplace is disrespectful, or the next time you encounter disrespect from a stranger, or the next time you'd rather not deal with a difficult situation with dignity. Choose respect as your response and you will be the one to bring change positive change. Welcome back Back to The Waiting Room. Welcome back to The Waiting Room. Again, this is Katie Fetzer and Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue. And today we are talking about natural disasters and mental health. Um, So to kind of start off the discussion, it is no surprise that in our um, country, but also our entire world, you know, our globe is going through um, a lot of natural disasters that have been occurring. And I promise not to make this about climate change. It is not about that. Um, but if you, you know, it is, it's undeniable that we are experiencing flooding. We're experiencing a lot of hurricanes. It is hurricane season yeah. right now for our area. Yep. Earthquakes. Yep. I was going to um, take it more global and also look at, um, you know, if you're looking over at Japan, I have family over there. Um, they have had some earthquakes over there mm-hmm. in the past year. Um, like you said, Mexico as well. And so we're really wanting to, you know, because this is, um, such a relevant topic right now, we're wanting to narrow in on mental health and how natural disasters can impact us individually and then also as a community. So real quick, you know, if you're looking at 
um, overall just coping with a natural disaster. So we're talking about the aftermath. For an individual, you know, especially if you've, you know, depending on the severity of maybe the losses mm-hmm. you've had, mm-hmm. um, you can go through experience experiencing just being in like a state of disbelief and shock. You might have some fear and anxiety about your future. Um, you can also feel maybe some emotional numbing or feel kind of disoriented. A lot of these things that you um, can experience after are kind of in, in a way to some extent expected, you yeah, know, if yeah. you've gone through something like this. And we consider yeah. it as mental health professionals, we look at it as as sometimes a trauma, depending on yes. the severity of it. Um, but also grief goes along with that as well. So Dr. Roderick and I both have specialties in grief, that's Dr. Roderick's specialty, and then trauma, which is something that I specialize in. So we're going to be speaking from that framework and talking about the impacts that it can have on individuals and what really needs to happen in order to be able to optimize our mental health and treat it and prevent further issues from happening. Um, so Dr. Idrig, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So being, um, a native New Orleanian, I was affected by Hurricane Katrina, had just graduated from college and, uh, got my first home and was starting grad school. Um, when I, you know, had to evacuate and then, uh, lost everything that was there. And so, um, shortly after that, I began my master's, uh, practicum and internship internship training where the Red Cross had given Mm -hmm. grants for mental health services. So um, I was kind of thrusted into Mm -hmm. helping individuals in the New Orleans area that were impacted by Hurricane Katrina, you know, obviously with their homes and and physically, but also mentally. So it was a really eye-opening experience to see that the grief that ensued firsthand um, and also being kind of a young, hungry, not green counseling student to um, be fortunate to have great supervisors that helped mentor me through that process because it was overwhelming the grief that people were feeling. Um, again, we've mentioned grief many times on the show, but the shock and then the denial and the anger Absolutely. and the bargaining and the acceptance is really universal um, for many different uh, mm-hmm. life experiences. But a lot of these individuals um, in these areas may have never even left mm-hmm. their homes before. And then to lose everything, they're, they don't even know where to begin. Right. And so, um, you know, initially there's that, that trauma, which obviously you, you can mm-hmm. speak, um, speak to. And then how, from a mental health vantage point, do you rebuild yeah, absolutely. After that. And I think too, you know, it, it, there's a resilience factor that plays a role mm-hmm. here because, you know, depending on a number of factors, um, you know, some people can kind of bounce back from this relatively quickly mm-hmm. and it maybe doesn't have a great impact or maybe a damaging impact on their overall mental health. And maybe they're those, and, and what that would look like is they can come out going, you know what, I'm alive. Right. You know, right. think, think whoever that I'm still here, I'm breathing and I still have my family. But then you might have those that were not so fortunate. And right. so they experience a different level of grief. They're yeah. not just grieving the, you know, materialistic things that were there, but they're grieving maybe a person yeah. and people that they loved. And I think that what's um, you know, in in talking about this, I think Dr. Roderick and I both have very informed perspectives on suffering and people that have been through these things. We've worked with many clients that have struggled um, with the aftermath of a natural disaster, especially most recently the flooding, which occurred in Baton Rouge. It was a hundred year flood, I think. Um, And so that was real, real, real challenging for people to go through. But what really stuck out to me was how much we underestimate how much we put into our, just the material things in our life and how much we 
can really go through a really challenging time whenever that all of that is yeah. literally ripped out from yeah. under us. I mean, no house, maybe your car's flooded, you can't pets. Pets. Um, well, of course, that wouldn't be the materialistic part. Oh, but, no, no, no. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. If that is just taken away from us, it's you either have those that are maybe struggle it because they maybe invested more into their material things in their right. life than in the people. And so maybe the grief feels stronger. Or yeah. you have those, like I said earlier, that are more resilient and they're able to go, you know what? I don't care. I have my family. Right. And we mentioned that because I think that there's a preventative approach that you can take in preparing for natural mm-hmm. disasters. Um, and I wish we had maybe a weatherman as a guest on the show because I really <laughs> Great, think that yeah. they could speak yeah. for, to this. But when they say things on the radio or on television, in the news, when they're saying things like, go ahead and um, you know stay inside the house, get away from windows. Um, they're giving those- Or evacuate. Evacuate, yeah. right. They're giving those preventative measures and cautions to take to protect your physical self yeah. and your family. Yeah. And typically I would say people do them. Maybe some people don't take them seriously, but we, for the most part, we, you know, yeah. try to stay out of the rain. Yeah. Um, why not do that with your mental health? Right. Right. And that's kind of the argument here I think is, is how can we make people take that part seriously? Yeah. Well, you know, to go back to Hurricane Katrina, I was in the, the Superdome the Friday night before Katrina hit on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bob Breck, who's a local weatherman in New Orleans came on like the jumbotron at the game and was urging people to evacuate and they were showing the hurricane and coming closer to the to the state yeah and it's the but what was interesting is how culturally people respond to hurricanes in New Orleans because growing up people had hurricane parties you know people didn't evacuate you were seen you know there's there's different stigmas on whether or not you evacuate and so a lot of people um if if they're parents or them as them themselves survived older hurricanes they think oh we're not leaving this is our city let's just cheer on the saints and so you know they don't I think that there's that denial factor mm-hmm. of this you know this can't be this great loss this can't this is not going to happen or whatever and or it so, won't affect me there's that invincibility won't af- yes won't affect me or um you know or just not are, are being almost too present in the moment and not thinking proactively of like, how do I mm-hmm. keep myself and my family safe? And mm-hmm. so I just, you know, I, I have to say that if it was happening now and they came on at the Saints game and said that, I think people would obviously take a very different, yeah. um, different approach. And but I think we have. Yeah. You know, I, oh, I definitely yeah. think um, that it, speaking, you know, we're two people that are native, like you said, yeah. to New Orleans and then myself, Baton Rouge, but have family that are native mm-hmm. to New Orleans. And uh, we all love our cities our cities we, right um and there's a reason for that i think that there was some negative portrayal in media and in, in terms of the aftermath of that that was just so inaccurate yeah. um and i really do think that like you said there's a complacency mm-hmm. that has occurred maybe in the community and really honestly it's not necessarily anybody's fault it's just the nature no, of yeah what we're used to dealing with yeah. um and overlooking things which happens in so many different ways when we, when you become desensitized to right. something or used to something. Right. Um, but in terms of, you know, preventatively taking care of your mental health and your mental state before a natural disaster happens, you know, why not prevent the natural disaster in your mind right. by doing things such as spending time with those that you loved and putting your phone away more, yeah. um, not investing so much time in your material things. So of course we hope this doesn't happen, but so that if, all of that were to be taken away from you. You're not li- how left are feeling you? so empty. Right. Yeah. And um, 
you know, we say this seriously because of how many people we've worked with that their reaction is, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I don't even, uh, my house, my things, my, you know, right. and at the end of the day, they were just things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that that can really help in the, that perspective can really help in the recovery yeah. piece of this yeah. and picking back up where yeah. you were before, because you do have those. But like I said, there's those that are not as fortunate. Maybe right. they did have some losses. Right. And you can speak more to that maybe. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, it's interesting cause you have people that have, have experienced this multiple times. It's not just they had, you know, there's many individuals that were in New Orleans and were affected by Hurricane Katrina and then moved to Baton Rouge and were affected by the flooding last August. Um, so I think that it, you know, learning from our experiences, how do we take that and find some purpose in it as mm-hmm. opposed to, um, letting this just kind of overcome us and eat away at how we approach life and our feelings about, sure. And, um, and just even to, I would think, you know, the, from, and from the trauma standpoint, the anxiety that ensues when hurricane Absolutely. season rolls around every year, mm-hmm. you know, being really in tuned with your, your mind and your body and how sure. you're reacting to just that June 1st date. Um, and every time, you know, cause breaking news comes across our phones and our right. televisions and our computers all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to get consumed by it and right. to focus on it and, um, just to, to let that mm-hmm. constantly Absolutely. make us worry. Yeah. The, the trauma piece of it is, you know, when, when someone does experience a natural disaster and for them it is very traumatic and th- this would of course be everyone that experiences natural disasters may not of course have an, a traumatic experience, but it, you know, it's individualized. It depends on the person and the scenario and what's going on and, and the nature of the, the experience but no pun intended, (laughs) but I think that the, the trauma and the aftermath of this is no different than any other trauma in which you can have Mm -hmm. flashbacks. You can, Mm -hmm. um, experience high levels of anxiety and fear. And if those things are going on, even though you are safe and on dry ground, that's definitely a signal to get some help and to be able to do some things to take care of yourself. Um, there's an approach that mental health professionals are trained in that we take when someone experiences a natural disaster, um, like any other trauma and we call it psychological first aid. And that's when we really help you stabilize. We help you, we focus on just the stabilization and kind of getting two feet on the ground, calming yourself, making sure you have resources that you need, um, really the taking deep breaths and all of that has to occur before you can really work through the trauma that you went through as a result of experiencing a natural disaster. Um, but doing that sooner rather than later is so, 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 so important because your mind and body can experience a natural disaster like it is a trauma for you. So it's very important that you're listening. Like we were talking about in our previous episode, listening to your mind because your mind and body are connected. When your mind and body are sending you signals, Mm -hmm. maybe you're, you're having panic attacks suddenly and it's been a month after the natural disaster. Yeah. Um, those are sort of things that you should look for. And with, with kids, of course, that might be different. They might just be more withdrawn or irritable, um, or, not sleeping. Yeah. Um, so the, all of those things are important to kind of look for. Yeah. Cause c- the children are also watching your reactions as well. Mm-hmm. So just to be mindful of what you're saying or doing in front of them and how that might impact them. And if, if you weren't, if you're listening to this and you weren't directly affected by some of these natural disasters that we're talking about, 
Um, there is something called survivor's guilt or people that are not directly affected, but they're watching it and they're, they're constantly, um, feeling bad. Yeah. And they, they don't know what they can do. They don't know Mm -hmm. how much to help or how can they help. Um, but they're really experiencing very similar symptoms as if they were directly impacted and that's normal. That is okay that you are having those feelings. Again, it's just about addressing them appropriately. Mm -hmm. Um, because that doesn't make you, um, they they don't make those feelings are not false. Sure. Those are real feelings. Absolutely. And I think to do that is, you know, it could be just as simply as talking about it. Yeah. Um, spending time with those that you love and care, care about and connecting with them and talking about your feelings about what you're seeing and what you're experiencing. Um, you know, it really came up for me personally when you mentioned that, because for me with what's been going on in Puerto Rico and the British Virgin Islands and the hurricane that they just experienced Irma. And now all of a sudden Maria's coming right behind it. And they're both said to be category five hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Um, the survivor's guilt that I've kind of experienced in watching that because I've been there. I remember yeah. having great conversation with the locals there. Um, it's literally, I've always said it's one of my favorite places on earth because it's always this quote, like happy paradise, yeah. but that's really all that they, um, they have, they put so much into the, the tourism. And yeah. so I've just experiencing that and just watching the aftermath of what's going on there. So it's truly survival's guilt is truly, truly a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think talking about it is important. Yeah. And one other thing to mention, just um, when we were talking about kind of that, that culture and um, you know, that, that's universal sense of loss, but there's something that I think that's been um, really kind of beautiful to see coming out of the other side of this is the universal feelings of empathy and how people have come together to really community. Yeah. yeah, To really help people. Um, you know, here locally we have what they call the, the Cajun Navy that, um, has, you know, extended themselves into Texas and over into Florida Mm -hmm. and, you know, people that, you know, with so much going on that divides us these days, it's mm-hmm. so refreshing to see how this can bring people together. Absolutely. And that can be uplifting, especially if you are someone that is having some survivor guilt to see, yeah. um, you know, how people are helping, really helping their neighbors. I mean, I think it's right. no matter of race or color or gender, anything like right. that. Yeah. I mean, a little, and I, again, <laughs> maybe pun is intended this time <laughs> when I say this, but it really kind of shows that there is light yeah. and shows the sunshine that happens after Right. A natural disaster or a storm. And right. I think it's just like that with our mental health too. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So if you find yourself in that mental state where you do feel like you're in that tunnel, dark cloud, right. know that there is light. There always has to be light yeah. that comes out after. Yeah. Um, and that is true. And if you don't find yourself seeing that, maybe the solution is to go to a mental health professional yeah. and talk with them because they can kind of guide you to the light, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Without sounding cliche. Yeah. Um, it really is true. Um, and, and everything's purposeful. And if you're having those feelings and exploring that with a mental health professional, maybe coming, it may become an enlightened experience for something that you did need to tap into that it just took seeing these natural disasters mm-hmm. happen to, to, to just, you know, the human race and mm-hmm. that's affecting you. That could be speaking to something a little bit more subconscious. Yeah. Well, we hope that y'all have um, gained something from this discussion. We would love to hear from you. If you want to leave a comment or a rating or a review, please visit us at iTunes or podcast225.com. And you can also feel free to visit us on our website at surprisinglywell.com. We will be back after a very short break to wrap up. See you soon. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. 
every week. Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back Back to The Waiting Room. Welcome back to The Waiting Room. I'm Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez, and along with Katie Fetzer, today we were talking about natural disasters and how that can impact our mental health and our communities. Um, so just some some takeaways from this is about uh, knowing that you're not alone, knowing that your feelings are, are you know, normal and manageable with the help of mental health professionals. If you're seeking information about um mental health and the wellness studio you can visit our website at www.surprisinglywell.com um, you can check us out on itunes and podcast225.com and follow us on instagram and facebook at the wellness studio please leave us a review and um, a rating you can also suggest topics because you never know what we're going to discuss so thanks again for listening and we will be back soon with more episodes bye thanks for listening to the waiting room This has been a podcast225.com production.